You are listening to Mining Stock Education, where you'll learn from the top leaders in the natural resource sector and uncover quality mining investment opportunities. But we really don't know how long, how much longer this thing is going to last. And I don't think we yet know the full amount of damage that has been done. I think base metals are the ones that are going to take it on the chin. With that in mind, I haven't taken a tranche yet, um, but I'm very interested in the base metals, especially the royalty companies. Thank you for tuning in. This is Mining Stock Education, and I'm your host, Bill Powers. If you would like to engage the show or the topics I cover, feel free to email me at bill at miningstockeducation.com. Well, these are unique and unprecedented times, if you follow closely the resource market, I hope that your investments are going well, that you've been able to take positions in uh, junior resource stocks that maybe you've had on your watch list and you've determined it's a good entry, or perhaps you're like others that I've followed and communicated with where you have cash on the side. Well, with me today for the, today's show is another expert opinion. I'm speaking with my friend Brian Lenny from JuniorStockReview.com. If you're not on Brian's email list, I urge you to go to JuniorStockReview.com and sign up for his list. And Brian, I want to re, uh, remind you of also launched last month a premium subscription, and you can find more about that premium subscription at JuniorStockReview.com. Brian, thanks for joining me again today. And as I referenced in my opening with this crisis, have you used that more to enter into positions or to preserve cash? How are you managing your own portfolio? Uh, that's a great question. Um, so to, to kind of start off the um, this sort of crisis, I was buying on the dips. So I, I kind of highlighted, you know, days in which the market was falling uh, drastically, basically seeing my whole board red. Um, those are the days that I was taking tranches. And uh, to put it in a quantitative perspective, um, I, I was looking to break up. Let's say I wanted to take a $10,000 position. Um, I, was, I basically split that into four. So I was looking to isolate um, investments over four trading days that were low. And I got three of them. Um, and then since that cycle, I think the last down day was March 16th. And from that point, we've kind of seen a, a bump up in the, the precious metals market. And from there, I've started taking some profits. And uh, over the last week or so, you know, I've kind of been doing nothing and uh, just waiting to see which way this market's going to go. Buying in tranches is something that I know from talking to you over the last couple of years is a, a key part of your strategy. Do you also sell in tranches or are you more prone to just sell all at once? Uh, it depends. Um, like for instance, this week, actually, that's it's a good question. Um, I bought a couple of small positions at the beginning of the week. And because I think we're kind of in a precarious position right now where I could see the market going up or down, um, I took a portion of that money and I did sell a tranche of it, about uh, 25 to f maybe 40% of that position. And I sold it for, you know, a 10% gain on one of them and I think a 15% on the other. Um, so, yeah, it really depends on the, what I'm seeing in the market. And, you know, while I don't try to predict where the market is headed, I like I certainly have an opinion. And uh, taking profit, if it's there, I think is always a, a wise choice. And so that's kind of the the way I've been looking at it. You and I have talked about emotions as investors and in particular as resource speculators in the past, but how did you handle this dramatic sell-off that we saw just after PDAC when we last saw each other mid-March 
You know, some of these stocks drop by 50%, some of them 60%. Uh, how did your portfolio do and did you sell any or how did you manage that? So to, to start off, I've done a lot of work uh, on myself and trying to understand how I react to things and, you know, where my emotions lay and really try to minimize them. So one of the things that I do do is I invest according to a set of rules and I keep a little book beside me at my desk and it's got laid out. I think I've got about 14 or 15 rules on there right now. And it really keeps me anchored um, during any sort of crisis or even regular trading. Um, so when this all hit, you know, while it's kind of daunting to see your portfolio, I think the worst it got for me was around minus 27%. Um, while it's hard to see that, um, I've really trained myself to be, you know, glad to see it. And it's a great opportunity to buy stocks that I already thought were of great value at the prices before this all happened. And I happily, you know, bought those even cheaper. Um, I think, you know, looking back on it now, I, you know, I wish I had had to put more money in at that bottom, but then again, we may be seeing that another bottom in the future and, uh, I'll be a buyer again. But one thing I would just suggest to people is if, if you can have a good understanding of who you are and, you know, how you react to situations such as this, you know, not everybody's going to be the same and not everybody can buy those bottoms. Um, but you need to find a way to temper yourself. Um, and as a, especially as a junior resource sector investor, you have to be able or comfortable with the fact that at any given point, you might see your positions fall by 50%. And with that sort of mentality, um, I think it helps you, you know, react better in these sorts of situations. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsor. Arcana Corporation is on the verge of bringing the world's highest grade silver mine into production. The Revenue Virginius Mine in Colorado has proven improbable silver reserves grading nearly 37 ounces per ton silver with an all-in sustaining production cost of only US $8 per ounce of silver. The mine is fully permitted with infrastructure already in place and the company has announced they plan to commence production in 2020. Achieving successful production usually results in a significant up share price re-rating on the Lasan curve. Arcana trades under the ticker AUN in Toronto and AUNFF in New York. To learn more, go to arcana.com. That's A-U-R-C-A-N-A.com. How do you look at missed potential profits? And the reason I'm asking this question is uh, I communicated with a listener of this show and the investor was a little discouraged that they missed that huge move that we've seen in the last month in the gold equities. And maybe they felt a little paralyzed. Like if I jump in now, is it too late? Did I miss out on the big move? If you were having coffee with this person, how would you advise them? Uh, the first thing I would say is be, before you even begin investing, you need to be very clear at what you're trying to do. And what I mean by that is what is your actual goal from any of these investments that you're making? Are you are you trying to make 15%, 20 30 um, Are you just trying to get a 10-bagger? If you understand what, what your end goal is, then you're, you should be comfortable with if you actually get it. You know, if you, if you say, with my portfolio, I'd be... I'd be very happy if I got a 30% gain at the end of the day. And then you're given a 30% 30 gain and you take it. And then the market, you know, the stock continues to go up. You really don't have anything to uh, be mad about. Like it's, I know there's that, 
that emotional um, tie to it. You know, I could have made more. But essentially, you're you're getting the goal that you did, you you sought out, and now you have no risk. You're well, it depends on how you look at it, but um, you have no risk. You're sitting in cash, and you made your money. And uh, the more comfortable you can get with that type of investing, the better. Um, the other side to it is, if you're interested in those those multiple gains, you need to have a very good understanding of how the stock is going to get there. Um, we do have you know moments of irrational behavior where a share price on good drill results goes up three or four times. Um, but in actual fact, if you, you kind of worked it out before and, and even given in the, the case, you know, the, that drill results results in X amount of tonnage added to the bottom line. And those extra tons are worth this amount on a discounted basis moving forward. Um, and so, you know, it, it's, it's being rational about um, what your expectation is and being true to yourself. And if you establish that right from the beginning, you're in a much better position to hopefully not, you know, get mad at yourself for not getting the absolute utmost of uh, profits. Brian, I was reading something recently online and it dealt with the second phase up of this expected uh, gold bull market. And of course, in the gold equities, which you and I always talk about. And uh, the person was making the point that after a long consolidation, uh, which gold saw before it broke out a little less than a year ago, and investors that are looking at it from a technical standpoint and asking themselves if something is overbought or oversold, and I'm relating this question to where we are now, don't just think that there's going to be a strong pullback because it's overbought in the, the short term here, that it could still power higher and basically don't miss this move. So there's the, the the FOMO issue coming into play. What do you think about this? And hopefully I'm articulating it right. I would say I would say this. Like I view uh, the market as 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 basically movements from gre- greed to fear and back, kind of like a pendulum. Um, and then when you have you know in normal markets, this pendulum is probably hovering both, but doesn't hit either extreme. It's right around that you know that midpoint. But then you get into these crisis modes and you have these huge swings from, you know, at the beginning of this crisis, you go right to the fear side where you've got massive selling. And then you reach a point where, you know, people kind of, well, they, you got QE announced, but then people are kind of like, you know, I see that there's, there's value from this, this point and they get greedy and it gets, it gets polarized right into the other direction where you see this huge bump up. And what I th- what I think, um, and, and this is kind of I'm not a technical trader, and it it, it you know I can see pluses and minuses to it, um, but I think what you see is these huge sways. And if you're if you're just purely relying on a technical um, call, I think you might miss out on some of the other things that are are going into that decision, just because you know these things are so complex, and because you know they're driven by people who are highly irrational, um, you're going to see swings either way. Things can go further than they should, and they can go down further than they should, and uh, it's hard to really ever get a, a a grip on where exactly the market's going because there's just too many inputs, and so for me it goes kind of back to what we 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 touched on earlier, you know, if you have set criteria and you say, this is when I want to, I want to sell, you know, this is the difference between price and value. And I've got my sell price and you stay within those confines and don't try to kind of predict where the market's going. I, I would tend to think that you'll not only be able to control your emotion better, 
But you're, you also um, will hopefully not try to guess where the market's going because, you know, especially in this situation we're in now, it is highly complex. There are so many things that inputs um, to it that I, I think it's really hard to really say which way it's going. I'm going to give you a binary question. If you had to choose between these two options, three months from now, gold stocks on average are 75% higher or more or gold stocks are 30% less, which one would you choose? Wow, that is a great question. <laughs> uh, three months, I'm gonna say higher. Higher, wow. Okay, and that kinda makes the point that I was trying to ask you about because even as I look at it, for companies I like and cash on the side, do I buy now or do I wait for a sell-off? So uh, if it was a binary option, you would say, if you like the company, Buy it now. Yes, and like, and that's that's if you're a value investor and you liked the value proposition of the stock. Let's just go back two or three months ago, and you liked the value proposition. There was enough of a of potential that outweighed the risk. And now, I, I for most of these stocks, they're still selling at a discount. So um, you can't be too picky about uh, you know trying to pick that bottom because it's just I, I don't think you can do it. And that's why the tranche buying I think is is the best way to do it. And um, like for me. I broke it up. I said, okay, look, you, clearly there's something going on um, in the market and there's this downwards pressure. I don't know how low it's going to go or how long it's going to last, but you know what? I'll break it up into four tranches. Once those four tranches are done, or if, even if I get there, you know, great. Um, but if I don't, then at least I participated in the dip. And uh, that's just kind of how I look at it. With the, I say with the caveat that I could see that everything drop and then come back up in the precious metals and still be within that three-month window. So then you're open to that sell-off. Let's say if the general equities crash again and there's a liquidity crunch, you could foresee a, the potential of a gold stock sell-off again as well. 100%. Like, honestly, I, I'm kind of right down on the middle in this where I see I see both sides of the coin. And uh, that's why I, I've been kind of with the market hovering in this sort of little range or like the the companies that I follow, at least, um, I'm happy just to kind of sit and wait and see which way it goes and continue to, you know, have that process of, of tranche buying and, and go from there. And then when I have profit, I'll take it. Would you consider a royalty company right now? They've, uh, done really well. A lot of them have rebounded, you know, 75%. I've seen in some of them off of their mid-March low. Would you consider a royalty company now? Absolutely. Actually, I've been doing a lot of research into royalties. It's something that I, like, obviously are always known about, but I hadn't given it much thought. And so for the last couple of weeks, I've, I've pretty much analyzed everything on, at least on the venture exchange and even one that's RTOing in the next month or two. And, um, uh, I'm I'm adverse to buying things that are selling at a premium, and I just don't think there's enough of a margin of safety um, to warrant um, a buy, especially given what the risk in the current market that I see. However, there are some situations where I think that if you can get something that's around trading for NAV, and I, I, there's there's one company that I can think of. Um, I think if the growth potential is there in that company over, let's say over the next three to five years, I think there's, there's something to be said about, um, investing in that. And that's actually the, there's just one company that I've invested in and it's selling for around its nav, um, which I do think gives some premium, but there's obviously some risk to it too. I've talked to within the last six months, a director of a royalty company. And he told me he thinks the best opportunities are in the base metal space within the royalty sector. And then I also listened to an interview about six weeks ago before the really bad crash 
of a precious metals CEO of a, of a royalty company. And he also articulated that he sees some of the best opportunities in the base metal space. Uh, would you consider a base metal royalty at this point, at this point in time? Uh, you're absolutely right. Actually, I should have articulated that. Um, that is where the value is. Altius Minerals and Anglo Pacific, to name two, um, are are you know trading for less than their nav. They've got great um, fundamentals, um, except for the fact that I see more downside risk in base metals in the short term. And so, for me, um, would I hesitate in taking a tranche now if I if I really knew the company and I do need to do some more research on both. Um, no, because again, you can't pick the bottom, but I do think that there's more of a short-term risk of going lower with the base metals because, you know, even though we've had over the last, you know, two days, we've had the United States say that they're going to be coming out of, um, this quarantine in a three phase program, but we really don't know how long, how much longer this thing is going to last. And I, don't think we yet know the full amount of damage that has been done. And uh, I think base metals are the ones that are going to take it on the chin. And um, with that in mind, I haven't taken a tranche yet, um, but I'm very interested in the base metals, especially the royalty companies. And what about for investors that are listening to us speak now, Brian, and they're, they have an exploration project that they like? Uh, what would be your general thoughts regarding investing in Explore at this very precarious point in time? I, you know what? I think expiration is great. I think there's the the number one key with an expiration company it, right now is cash. Um, I would want to see, especially in a base metal uh, comp Explorer, I would you need a year's worth of cash to ensure that you you do not need to go back to market just in case you know base metals do take it on the chin and we see a prolonged um, you know downturn in that that sector um, but the great thing about uh, exploration place is that discovery in my view uh, pays no matter where you are in the cycle you know mind you it has to be a good discovery um, but there's numerous uh, examples, whether it's precious metals or base, where, you know, we've been in a bear market and somebody's hit a great um, intersection and, you know, investors get paid. The thing that I, the other side to that I would say is just also be cognizant of the fact of the amount of risk. You know, expiration is at that far end of the risk um, graph and uh, realize that, you know, there is a risk to reward there, but you are taking the, the, the most amount of risk by that investment. And with crisis comes opportunity. I believe in Chinese, I've been told that the same word is used for opportunity in crisis. So there's opportunities here. Are you looking at any investing opportunities beyond the resource sector or are you still just pr primarily focused on the resource sector? I'm focused on the resource sector. You know, I, I, I try to stick to stuff that I have an advantage in. Um, and to me, at this point in my investing career, I I think without a doubt, I have an advantage um, over the the average investor. Um, and therefore, not only that, but to see the valuations of a lot of these quality companies, um, I think this is the most appealing sector that there probably is right now, um, considering what the upside and the, like the the other side to it is, I don't think that the the precious metal or gold thesis has ever been stronger than it literally is today. Um, and because of that fact, 
um, I think that is that is the most obvious place where money should be deployed. And um, I'm I'm glad that I have, you know, a, a leg up on the uh, on the crowd, so to speak. Joining me today was Brian Lenny. He's the founder and editor of JuniorStockReview.com. Head over there, uh, sign up for his free email list, and he also offers a premium subscription. You can learn more at his website, and there's also a contact page there if you'd like to get in touch with Brian. Brian, as always, thanks for coming on the show and sharing your insights. Thanks for having me, Bill. Thank you for listening to Mining Stock Education. Please subscribe and share this show with like-minded investors. Connect with us at miningstockeducation.com and sign up for our email list to stay in touch. Much success to you as you learn about, invest in, and profit from mining stocks. The mining business is one that generates gigantic wealth. You know, a good drill hole that converts might cost fifty or $100,000, and it might discover something worth a couple billion. There is no sector that I know of that has offered up as many predictable circumstances uh, where there was the possibility, certainly not the certainty, but the possibility of 10 for 1 returns as there is in small cap and micro cap mining stocks. Concomitant with that, if you don't do the work, or even if you do do the work and don't discipline yourself on the sell side, there are very few places in the world where you can lose as much money as quickly as in mining stocks too. I just started to study up on mining stocks and I just became fascinated because this is such a tiny sector and it's so volatile that either you could really, you could do really, really well or you could pretty much get blown out of the water really quickly. The mining sector is a very risky sector. It can take your money very, very quickly. Don't fall in love with stocks. Don't be overly confident and just do your work as best you can. Do your very best, but don't fall in love and don't get too overly confident because um, that's a recipe for disaster. I have met you know, professional retail investors that have made a tremendous amount of money on the junior mining space. Some of them aren't accredited, and they just they spend their days researching, talking to people, being on the phone, being pouring through financial documents, but it requires commitment. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be considered personal legal or investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or any other product. We make every effort to be accurate, but the information presented is not to be considered infallible. It may contain errors and we offer no inferred or explicit warranty. If personal advice is needed, consult a qualified legal, tax, or investment professional. Do not base any investment decision on the information contained on MiningStockEducation.com, our podcasts, or videos. Make sure you always conduct your own thorough due diligence before investing. Realize that we may hold equity positions in or be compensated by some of the companies we feature and therefore are biased and hold an obvious conflict of interest. For our full disclaimer, please visit our website.